I speak to you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Mother to us all. Amen. Who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Across all of our scriptures, across 2,000 years of Christianity, this question resounds and answers have multiplied. But tell me, who do you say Jesus is? There are so many possibilities. Good shepherd, great physician, teacher and rabbi, light of the world, living water, bread of life, suffering servant, son of God, prophet, Messiah, the Christ, redeemer, king. I could go on, of course, for we have had a lot to say about who Jesus is based on scripture and tradition. But since the Reformation and increasingly now, who we say Jesus is seems to divide up by denomination, even political position. Some denominations emphasize Jesus as the way, the truth, and the life, the only way to the Father. And that can lead to exclusivity, believing that those outside Christianity are condemned. It can lead to thinking that Christianity ought to shape the political arena. It can lead to a focus more on heaven than on earth. Those in a more liberal vein might focus on Jesus as liberator, the one who challenges those in power, lifted up the lowly, hung out with the outcasts, which can lead to a focus on Christians working in the social sphere for equality, on the humanity of Jesus, without as much interest in his divinity. And there are those who see Jesus as all-powerful personal friend who will make good things happen for you, who want you to flourish, not just spiritually, but financially. For those folks, giving generously to church and awaiting a, final bless, a financial blessing is an important sign of faith. So, who do you say Jesus is? We have many ways to answer this and how we might answer this correlates with what we were taught growing up perhaps or where we are in our own faith lives now and how we answer who do you say that I am might probably should change during the course of our lives. After all, scripture doesn't provide one steady, unchanging answer. Each gospel provides a subtly different view of Jesus. Even St. Paul alters how he describes Jesus and why he matters, depending on his audience. We have so many ways to answer the question because so many before us have attempted to answer it. But on the day that Jesus asks the question, Peter and the disciples didn't have that much to go on. They'd been with Jesus a relatively short time, maybe only a few months. They'd left everything to follow him. 
They'd seen him heal and walk on water, cast out demons, do a little teaching, tell a few parables, break some religious laws, and feed thousands from very little. They'd seen him be tender and compassionate. They'd seen him be stern, even harsh. So when Jesus asks, who do people say that I am, it makes sense that the disciples report that the talk among folks is that Jesus is Elijah or John the Baptist or a prophet. After all, those are figures known from Scripture or in John the Baptist's case from their own lives. But when Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am, I can only imagine that there was a little hemming and hawing. For they'd seen some amazing things and they'd followed this charismatic and at times confusing leader, but just who is he? Maybe most of them too thought that he was a kind of prophet. But then Peter answers, you are the Messiah. You are the Messiah. The Messiah. It's hard to understand where Peter came up with that for little that Jesus had done so far or where he came from, who he was, would have pointed to him as the Messiah, an anointed king, a royal figure from the line of David who was supposed to come and free Israel from their oppressors and purify the people, restore Israel's independence and glory. I'm not sure where Peter comes up with this idea. Is he just prescient, the first to figure out Jesus' identity? Is he merely hopeful? Hopeful that all they are doing is about something much, much larger? Who do you say that I am? Well, the answer to that question reveals something about us as well as something about Jesus. It says what we hope for, long for, desire. It might reveal our deeper belief system, the one in which we're trying to make Jesus fit. Our answer really, really matters. And there are many right answers. But Messiah, but Messiah is a right answer. And Jesus redefines it for Peter, for us. He teaches us that the Messiah must undergo great suffering, be rejected, be killed, and after three days rise again. Peter got the title right. He got the meaning wrong. Jesus didn't come to rule in glory. Rather, he will, he must follow the way of suffering and death. And for this, Peter rebukes Jesus. That's not what a Messiah is. At least, that's not what Peter's been taught the Messiah is. That's not what Scripture says. And maybe we have a similar response, really, when we dig deep down into who we say Jesus is. For who wants to follow one who will be rejected? Who wants to follow one who will be scorned, mocked? Who wants a suffering 
dying leader. But can we live with Jesus's answer rather than our own? Can we lay down our answers, our need to define Jesus, to fit him into our political position, our cultural understanding, our personal identity, even all that we've been taught, and can we allow his answer to change us? Can we accept the call not just to talk about, not just to describe, but to follow him? Jesus says, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel will save it. Jesus doesn't just want to teach us about himself. He wants us to follow him, to journey with him. We're all invited, but following has consequences. Following means denying ourselves and taking up our cross. Following means letting ourselves be defined by Jesus rather than our defining him. We are called to deny ourselves as we define ourselves through our work or our possessions, even our relationships, so that we might be totally redefined as followers of Jesus Christ. To be Christian is to wear the stamp of Christ, to behave, to become, not as society would have us behave and become, but as Christ would. And this can be painful. There is a cost. And in following, in following, we will sometimes, often, for sure, fail. Peter couldn't know it then, but following Jesus, the cost of discipleship, the cost of answering, who do you say that I am with the answer of Messiah, meant that he would be stripped bare. Peter would have to face his own cowardice, his own failure, when he denied Jesus three times. Peter was stripped down completely before he could truly become the rock upon which Jesus builds the church. Peter had to die to who he thought he was in order to become the one who followed Jesus right to his own cross. Jesus asks, who do you say that I am? And your answer matters. But Jesus' answer matters even more, for it doesn't only define him, it defines us. And though the definition includes loss and suffering and death, somehow it's still good news. For we don't get a Messiah who wins in the way that we want. We don't get a Messiah who makes our lives clearer or easier or less messy or more successful. What we get 
is a Messiah who doesn't solve all our problems but who joins us in them. What we get is a Messiah who is faithful even when we're faithless. What we get is a God who raises him to new life and that assures us that God's love and power is stronger than the worst we can do. It's stronger than death. And so who do you say that I am is also about who we are, followers of Christ, the one who lays down his life so that he may take it up again in a new resurrected fashion. And the good news is, the good news is that when we follow him, when we deny ourselves, when we let ourselves be redefined, not as our culture, our political system, our educational system, our economic system would define us, but as Christ defines us, when we take up our cross, when we willingly lose our lives for Christ's sake and the sake of the gospel, well, we will fail. We will die to ourselves, but then, then, well, we will join him in new and resurrected life. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen.